You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. My guests for this edition of Americana Music Profiles, Kelly McLeod, Laura Hall, and Rick Hall, all three have prolific careers in music and other entertainment ventures. Collectively, they call themselves the Sweet Potatoes. Let's dial into my conversation with these three and find out what makes up the Sweet Potatoes and learn more about the other things they have going on in their lives. Well, hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Thank you. Good to be here. Hi. Hi. And uh, we're, we're um, glad to have all three of you, um, Kelly, Laura, and Rick, with us today. So I appreciate that. Glad we could get all of you in the same room, as you said a, f- a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> glad to be here. Thank you for having us. So you, you guys have been together as a band, the Sweet Potatoes, for how long? Seven years. Yeah. It's stunning when you think about it. Because <laughs> it feels like you know, it hasn't been that long. But, yeah, we've made three CDs over seven years. Wow. How, how, and now you, you guys have had uh, uh, some rather interesting um, career things along the way individually um, before you got together as a band, right? Yeah, our career trajectories are very <laughs> wide and varied. Laura you, Laura, you start. Yeah, so we, we did all come to L.A. for various reasons. Um, and, you know, it's that way that life takes you where you don't know where it's going to go. So right. I came as a musician. And um, and then, but I have an improv, an improv background. And I got cast playing piano on whose line, line is it anyway. I remember seeing and you. So I didn't know you then, but I remember that. My, my kids and I watched that show. So that was so cool when yeah, I read that. Yeah, and that's the great thing <laughs> A lot of families watched it, which I loved. Yeah. So, you know, I love people who say that. I watched that with my parents. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> Speaking of family shows, I, um, I'm i an actor, and I'm in the band with the girls, of course, but I just finished uh, doing three seasons of a of a Disney show, which we were talking about earlier, Disney. Um, well, it's called Casey Undercover, and I played a, 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 a like a men in black kind of agent on that agent Johnson. Uh, so you were actually, cause we've been talking about music in the shows, but you were actually an actor in that show. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Camera. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a hyphenate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then I, Kelly had interesting, as you described, a quite interesting kind of a Cinderella story. Um, I was discovered by Eddie Van Halen back when I was 18, singing in a club that I was supposed to be singing in. <laughs> and uh, he was there with his wife, Valerie, whose parents lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, cool. From. And, um, yeah, so we connected and stayed in touch, and I moved to California. And he produced uh, two records for my old band, Private Life. Now, did you actually get to, to play with him, or was it just a working relationship? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. opened they opened for him on like on a world tour. Oh, yeah. Oh very tour, cool. The OU eight one two tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Were you at one of those shows by chance? <laughs> no, no. I I have all of the albums, and and I I was a, a child of the of the seventies, and so I grew up uh, pretending yeah. to be Van Halen and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, no. oh yeah, 
Sure. Um, well, the funny thing is I had a poster of Ed on my ceiling as a teenager. And then, you know, who knew? Yeah. Like, my mom was always, get that poster off your ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> she had no idea he was going to shape my career. Yeah. One of my favorite things. One of my favorite things Kelly's dad ever said was, Kelly, there's a Valerie Bertinelli on the phone for you. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, we've all three had interesting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what what um what got you guys connected uh as this particular uh in this particular part of your career as this band? Okay, I'll take credit for that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kelly and I did a movie together, uh, uh, an independent film that I wrote, and we shot on my farm in Illinois. And when we got done shooting the film, I'd spent enough time with Kelly that I said to Laura, you guys need to work together. And uh, they started writing together shortly after that, and it, next thing they knew, they had enough songs for a CD. And uh, and that's so I get the credit for bringing the girls together. Yeah. And, then, and then we let them in the band. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, the music that you guys do is is not exactly Van Halen. So, where how did you settle on the sound? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. That's a really good question because, I mean, I was a rocker. I still am a rocker. You know, I still love Chrissy Hine, um, but I, I love Patty Griffin, too, and Amy Lou Harris. And yeah. So, my influences are all over the map. Um, yeah. But I think... You know, because Rick knew that my roots and my past with music, and so that's why he was like, "You gotta get together with Laura. She and I have similar tastes in music, right?" Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. And I think also the, you know, the Americana genre, the kind of stuff that we write is really um, lyric driven right. and story driven, mm-hmm. and both of us definitely are drawn to that. You know that uh, that a good lyric, uh, you know. Um, and I think as songwriters, that was where we really met. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And um, and at this point in my life, and I think in hers too, we we have so many stories to tell. Whereas when you're young and, yeah. you know, 23, you just want to go on a stage and go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't look very cute doing that now, I don't think. But, um, there you go. So, yeah. So our roots are kind of just. And I, and I grew up in church singing harmonies with my family. We, we okay. sang together and stuff. And so it was just a natural transition that after the first album, they actually asked me to join the band because I sang enough harmonies and played bass with it. And uh, and so that's how I, I made the transition from just being an actor to being part of the Sweet Potatoes. Well, and you know, Rick mentioning the harmonies, harmonies is our, that's our thing. Like yeah, that, that's uh-huh, the other uh-huh. And what people seem to be drawn to, and once Rick became, you know, Mister Official with us, we <laughs> we started adding that third harmony to stuff, and it really opened up, I think, our songwriting in general. Right. And um, wait, wait, I opened up your songwriting. Okay, yeah. I never just said that. <laughs> now that's all we're about. Yeah, it, that third harmony really gave new birth. I think so. Um, so He's telling the truth. He can sing a harmony. Were you guys <laughs> writing that way before the band, or did the band kind of inspire you to write more Americana-ish? Well, I always, I write 
all kinds of stuff all the time. I think Laura does too. So um, it turned into the sweet potatoes because we like to harmonize and because the stories we're telling are from age experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I I think the band definitely, it was like we brought, when we first started, we were bringing stuff that we had written and kind of finding where the common ground was. But now that the band is really uh, gelled, now the band shapes the writing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it definitely, you know, this we this sound that we have like definitely shapes and affects the writing yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Now, did I understand correctly that that you guys are based in Louisiana? Is that right or no? No, we're in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. Kelly's from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay from Louisiana but moved uh, many many moons ago here and and we actually all three met at our church here in LA oh cool um, okay I don't know how many years ago that was but we sang a choir and everything and that's when I cast Kelly in my film and and we and things blossomed from there and I, I'm I'm guessing from our earlier conversation that that you have other things that you are involved in while you are doing this project. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a full time actor, and uh, and the music is just um, a part of what I do. But mm-hmm. yeah, as far as making a living, Laura's a full time musician. I'm a full time actor, and in um, Kelly's got other projects. She's some voiceovers and stuff that she does, but. Yeah, yeah. It's not. We're we're definitely not doing it for the uh, money. <laughs> money benefit. <laughs> giant. Yeah, it's it's a labor of love. Yeah. And, but you know what? It's kind of cool because we played a show the other night, and it's we weren't being paid. We were getting it was a tip show, uh-huh. and uh, we didn't expect to get go home with anything. And Rick came up and goes, slipped a twenty in my hand. I was like. <gasps> We made $20 each. That's right. That's <laughs> and, and I gotta say, I'm proud. You know, it's like, it, yeah. there's something about that. It's, I don't know. That it's just, it'd be nice if that was 200 or 2000 But just to know, when we had such a good show and there were great people there that night, and then I made 20 bucks. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you what kind of audience do you find that, uh, that fits with, with your music? I guess what I'm getting at is that you kind of alluded to it. I think that it seems like it's a different type of audience that embraces the style of music. Well, I'll tell you this: listening rooms are fantastic for us because we, as Laura was saying, we tell stories Mm -hmm. and in our music and in our banter. You know, Rick is a storyteller himself, and when we play um, churches. He'll often tell a story in between our music mm-hmm. um, sets. So listening rooms are great because people that want to hear the stories and want to hear the lyrics and, you know, don't want someone screaming at the next table by them. And right. So it's, it's not young teens, I'll tell you that. Although I have to say, we play at a kind of hip coffee shop in North Hollywood, in NoHo, they call it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I'm really happy about is when these young these young twenty-something kids come in and not expecting to hear us, and put down with the, put down their computers and their phones and actually listen to us, and afterwards say, "Wow, well, you know, can I get on your mailing list?" Yeah, that's that's the coolest. Now the other side of the spectrum is 
we played a coffee shop up in Palmdale, up uh, up in the high desert, and there are gray-haired women dicking while we're doing the show. <laughs> so, and, but they're loyal fans. They yeah, come yeah. every time yeah, we play. They right. come. Matter of fact, they got the car and drove down to see us last week when we were in NoHo. Wow. So, um, and, and then we're also, like, I would say we can be really family-friendly, too. Like, we play we play a fair amount of churches, even uh-huh. though we're not specifically a Christian act. But we play at churches. And, like, we played a festival uh, near here last month. And there's, you know, like, babies dancing and, you know, toddlers running around. And right. It just felt like such a great—that felt like a great fit for us, too. You know, like, little kids, we're happy running around in the sunshine. Hey, let's make it clear. We don't. Not every show we do for twenty bucks a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's... I understand. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I, I think that um, this style of music, you know, the, the stripped down, if if you will, the uh, two or three instruments and a couple vocals, and uh, it it kind of forces you to listen. You know, there's the. In life, there seems to be so much noise going on, whether it's this all this electronica uh, or, or whether it's uh, the loud bar rooms. And, and uh, you know, I really appreciate uh, one of the things I appreciate about the, the Americana genre and, and what artists like you guys do. It's it's um, y- you have to listen to the story because the, the music is the accompaniment, but it almost seems like the story and the vocals is, is really the main part, the main instrument, if you will. And I have to say, uh, I'll brag on these two. They're really good storytellers in their music. So um, the, the lyrics are probably the most important thing of our of our music. Mm-hmm. And then we blend it together with harmonies and are, are like you said, not overly complicated um, music. Uh, the the lyrics are what come come forward because it's good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you? Do you guys get out of California? I mean, is this something that you will you have or you will be touring with? I know we've got a uh, you've got a new album that's either just out or coming out called Head and Home. Um, what what does it look like uh, when you guys begin to play out with some of that new music? Um, yeah, so we did. So Head and Home came out this fall, and we did our CD release here, and it was really fun. We've gotten very good response, like from DJs and local audiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, we will be going out on the road in February. We're going to be up in Northern California, and then in March and April we'll be we're going to Texas and Louisiana, which will be really fun because we're going back to Kelly's stomping ground. Yeah, that's cool. We get to meet all their Louisiana girlfriends there. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope they don't all say, "Hey, Kelly, where's Ben Halen?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Eddie will set in with you um, for a set. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Uh, there you yeah, go. We'll wait for that. <laughs> and then um, and. And then we always play in the Midwest, too, because Rick and I are both from Illinois. And so, um, and we had both worked in Illinois and the Chicago area before we moved to Los Angeles. So we always play at least once or twice a year. Yeah, we tour in the Midwest yeah. quite a bit. So we're, uh, which is a funny thing that we're like, in some ways, better known in the Midwest. Hmm. Than it's, it's actually kind of harder in L.A. because, it's, like you said, there's so much more noise. Yeah, there's so much more that you're competing with. Yeah, and um, and and in the Midwest, it seems like it's just a little easier, a little slower. People are perhaps maybe more willing to listen, or you know, whatever. So we end up touring there a few times a year. So we'll be there in July for sure, and uh, and and I'm just starting to put together the fall tour. So. 
for next month. Right. Um, and so do you, what does the future look like? Is this just this thing that you guys do together and you see it as ongoing? Are you, do you see it as a little more calculated as that? Do you, do you, would you like to get it into some sort of European market? What, what does it look like looking ahead a bit? Well, in my vision, I I start writing all the songs and the girls do my music. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and, and we actually would like at some point, I think we'd love to go to Europe. Um, part of it is we have kids. Yeah. So okay. um, the in terms of the, the traveling, it's, we can't do, you know, we're not going out on six week or six right, month okay. rock and roll tour, sure. you know. Um, and then also, like we were saying, this is, this is, we sort of make our living doing other, right. other, even if they're creative things, they're re, uh, related things, but we kind of make our living doing other. So it's always a little bit of a balancing act mm-hmm. between family right. life, mm-hmm. making money to pay the rent and, um, and then our creative life. So, uh, we, we like to go out on the shorter, more intense tours where we really, are able to hit some, you know, hit hit an area as as much as we can within a relatively short. Our last break. Midwest tour, we did uh, we did five gigs in four days, and then came home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we right now that's the model that's working for us. Who knows five years from now? You know what I mean? Or yeah. Two years from now. Yeah. Once we get rid of them kids, it's we're starting kids. <laughs> Europe, here we come. You got to feed them. You gotta, <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and and I know all sorts of you know bands are always juggling, doing the juggling act of right. life and family and um, and paying the bills. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, that's, that's in a way why people do it when they're nineteen and they don't have any of that. Stuff uh, sure. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, well, you, do you guys do festivals, or is it is it more of uh, some of the type of gigs that we were talking about earlier? We have done some festivals. We'd love to do more, right? Um, and that's one of that's one of our goals is to do more. And uh, and we've gone to, um, you know, there's an, an organization called Folk Alliance, oh, and sure. they do yeah. uh, conferences. And so we've gone to Far West, which is our region, and then also Farm, which is the Midwestern region. And so that's been a really great way to meet people and make connections. And so we've gotten some festival gigs out of that. Yeah, they have um, one in uh, coming up, I guess, next month in um, Kansas City. In Kansas City yeah. is the national one, right. yeah. And we're yeah. not going to be able to go to that. We'd love to, but uh, but we're not going to be able to go to that. I think maybe next year we might be able to go to the national one. Yeah. The regional ones are really fun, though, because they're they're a little more laid back. Sure, yeah. And, so, you know, you kind of have more, more opportunity to jam and meet people and... Yeah, they're, they're intimate and, and exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know you've been to one after you've gone, that's for sure. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It's like going to camp or something. Right, you know, right, yeah. Like, yeah. I have kids, I have a husband. What? Right. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it, guys, and it's uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, to get to hear about you more and hear hear more of your stories. And um, how, how, can, how can the listeners... Uh, find your latest CD and reach out and get in touch if they'd like to. Go to our website, which is thesweetpotatoes.com. Don't put in 
sweet potatoes because you'll just get recipes. <laughs> you got to put thesweetpotatoes.com. And then, and we're also on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, and uh, and and if you go to our website, you can order CDs. Uh, you can give them a listen and order stuff right off the website. Um, we also sell through CD Baby, who we just love. They're a fantastic yeah. company, and um, but yeah, we're we're on the internet. They can find us for sure. sure. And then we we'll, we have a mailing list they can sign up for, an emailing list they can sign up for if they want to get updates about stuff. And, and and see uh, you guys in reruns on TV, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Look up Casey Undercover. You'll find Agent Johnson there. <laughs> I always talk in a really, I always talk in a really deep voice when I'm on that show. Yeah. Like okay. This. All right. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to go look for that. And one last question I meant to ask you earlier: uh, Why the sweet potatoes? Where did that come from? Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a site that you can go on and put in. My son, actually, my 21-year-old son told me about it. You go on and put in different acronyms, you know, uh-huh. and it's really hard to come up with a name, yeah. I, it, you know, as we realized. And uh, so we did that. I went in and put in different things, fried chicken, southern, <laughs> you know. Right, you put in attributes, sort of, yeah, yeah. Around, around the band, female, harmony, whatever. Right. Because we had a gig, and we didn't have a name yet. Name. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> so... So we decided we'll use the website just to generate something, and then we can always change it later, right? Yeah, you know, right. It, it was just and it stuck. stuck. Yeah. And it totally stuck. So from the very beginning, people really responded to it. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? It does suit us. Although we did that one introduction once where the woman goes, I don't like their name. I hope their music is better than their oh, name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard to live up to an introduction like that, right? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it very much. Good talking to you. Thank you. Really nice talking with you, Greg. Thank you, Mr. Tutwater. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.